Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike, far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles. All right. So today we're going to talk about uh, just the crowds and when is the right time of year to come to the resorts and it's a little different and everything is in flux uh because of the covid thing and you know we are starting to see some return to normalcy in some ways and i believe that the trend that we saw before covid is probably going to resume at some point in the you know near future you know it could be months could be a year away but that'll be our discussion topic of the day just uh, when is the right time to come to the walt disney world resort but first john what did you see in the parks this week well since i am a gold pass holder i was blocked out this week for easter um i i should be back in the parks by next week um i would normally have gone to universal during that time but that's another one that's been Massive lines to get in and then, you know, reach capacity in the morning. So I decided on that either. But we did have a friend in from out of town and I wanted to uh, show them something from Disney. So we drove over to Hollywood Studios, you know, uh, I parked there and we walked over, got on the Skyliner and went on over to Epcot. And we didn't get out at Ep. We or no, we did get out at Epcot. And, you know, we don't have tickets, so we walked over to the beach club to look at uh, the egg displays. That's where I saw, like, that Ursula egg, the the Little Mermaid. Uh, uh, Tiana had an egg, and it said Dr. Facilier, like a door on the back for Dr. Facilier. And uh, just cool egg displays for Easter. But the the only real thing I'd have to say about that is, well, one, I did get... You know, I did get my friend on one Disney ride while while she was here. That she got to ride the Disney Skyliner, so that's a plus, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a free ride. Yeah. Don't tell Disney; they might try to change. It. But anyway, I while I was there, we went over to the boardwalk then, and I was I was uh, hungry. I hadn't eaten all day, and I really wanted to go back to beach club to eat because i always like they have like melts there they have like a ham and cheese melt and a turkey melt and but anyway i was outvoted and we went to the boardwalk bakery just to get something quick and i had never eaten there before so you know i did a quick read over the menu and i settled i decided to try a butter butter sandwich which i never heard of and uh, the description is brioche bread, shaved ham, scrambled eggs, and a buttery fontina cheese spread. So uh, that that I thought sounded interesting. And again, I got it. It was so good. It was like a grilled cheese with eggs and ham in there and like it it really it, it was a very interesting sandwich. But again, it was great. I would get it again. And it's only 8.99. For some reason when they use the word breakfast it, things just get cheap. They're like, oh, it's breakfast, so we're going to knock five bucks off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> great, because I got it in the middle of the day. It was nowhere near breakfast. So anyway, I, I was very impressed. And then I also got a piece of crumb cake 
And it was just simple crumb cake, but it was only $3.79. And it was a huge piece of crumb cake, too. And I thought to myself, this was a really good value. And it's something I walk past all the time. So I would say that this is another place that I have now, like a little inexpensive meal that's really good that I could get at the boardwalk and just go sit out out by the water there. That That's where we ate then, and it was really nice. Yeah, and my friend got a... Uh, I think it's they call it like a Jersey sub. And it, she said it was very good. She could only eat half of it. It was really, it was a, a very good size too. So anyway, that was, uh, and my wife got a vegan uh, blueberry muffin, which was good too. That uh, boardwalk area is really getting popular. Uh, and, and I think it was before COVID uh, with the couple nightclubs that they have there and, just the views and everything. I think a lot of people were not going up there because in their mind, oh, I can't go there because it's DVC, but, um, you know, because of the DVC hotels and everything. But, man, that that is a cool, trendy uh, little area, I think, to, uh, to just hang out in. Yeah, for a long time it was empty a lot, like during the day especially. But I feel like with the crowds and stuff, people just want to get away from the parks and they would go there. But I remember going there before, uh, you know, before COVID hit, and it was a lot of fun <clears throat> to go there at night. Like, like you could walk. You, like my neighbors you used to go too. They had movies outside on the lawn. Mm-hmm. They had video game contests. They had a magician who would come up and do a whole show and get the kids involved. And I mean, I'm sure he's fired. He's probably a homeless guy out by Target by now. But <laughs> he was super funny and super good magician out there at the boardwalk all the time. And really, really, really cool place to be. And like I said, it's it's not what it used to be. Like half of the booths there are closed and stuff. But at least... I was there on Saturday before Easter, so it was crowded and there was people everywhere. And, and they have a pizza shop there too. The pizza cost twenty two dollars, but it's pretty good. It's not your normal Disney pizza. It it tastes almost like real pizza. And did you ever go to the Doling Piano Bar there? Because I've heard a lot of people really love that uh, place. No, no. I I mean I'm really really not a nightclub or bar person. So yeah, there's so many places I've never gone like even like the uh, pub and uh, the at the UK pavilion I walked in once because I heard the, the lady on the piano really getting into it. I kind of wandered in to record it but that's like the only time I was ever in there too so yeah I, I think I might have a touch of autism the loud loudness inside places like that really bothers me it just makes me want to leave well that's uh, there's a lot of people that when Can't I was really a, handle that noise. When yeah. I was a kid, there was no such thing as autism, so I was just a weird kid. <laughs> so <laughs> now nowadays, I think they would have died with no tendency. Oh no! That, I, honestly, it's uh, if you're not going in there to drink, sometimes it's not going to be fun for you anyway, especially with yeah. the noise. So I'm just I'm not good with loud. I don't even like it at concerts or anywhere like loud noise. I just I I can't take it. And like I said, I I I I know a lot of autistic kids that are similar. Like they don't want loud. Yeah. Like they, yeah. it really bothers them. And like I said, I've always been like that, but. I don't think autism was invented that recently, so we. I'm sure our generation had touches of it too. 
Oh, but yeah. just didn't know it, you know. The edu- it wasn't as educated, you know, well known, or people weren't educated about. Yeah, it. and uh, back then well, they just yeah. smacked their autistic kid in the head and said, "Yeah, pretty much." And, and it's like, so thank goodness that's over. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, so that was pretty much all you got to do then, uh, you know, yeah. with the blockout dates and everything, and and that's a lot of people don't realize that that you pass holders get blocked out a lot on these holidays and and everything, you know. Yeah, there was a long one this year. I think it was like the last week in March, right through the first week of April. So, I think uh, Saturday the tenth or the eleventh or Sunday the eleventh is the first day I can go back. So. It's a pretty long, wow. but I mean, I can't really complain. Like I said, if I if I wanted to go to a park, I could have got up early and went down to Universal if I really wanted to do it. But with the crowds, people that live here don't necessarily want to wade into that anyway. It's like, dude, I can't imagine like going somewhere and waiting like an hour to get through the turnstile to get through anything or waiting to park your car. It's like. I just don't need to do it. So it's like if I wait one week, I, I can just drive right up. So I just, yeah. I, we don't tend to do it anyway. That's why I could up my pass to something better than the gold. But the gold's pretty expensive, and I'm blocked out a little bit around Easter and a little bit around Christmas. And I think that's all it's been so far. Like, so that's not too bad. Yeah. So as you, far as Universal, do you get block, block out dates there or? Oh, no, because I have the Premier Pass, which is the highest one there. So that you get free prime parking, no blockout dates, uh, uh, express pass after four. So after four o'clock, I can go right to the front of the line. And uh, have those crowds, you said those crowds are really starting to tick up there at Universal, right? I mean, I've been hearing from different people that Universal, uh, I don't know what their crowd capacity is or if if they even have any limits at this point or what the deal is, but um, I've heard that they're a difficult park to get into right now. Yeah, they have they 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 have a cap, which is why they're always reaching capacity lately. Before they almost never would. It's it's because they have a reduced capacity as a COVID policy, allowing you know they they've got it capped. Mm. So, but I, again, I don't I'm, um I, I I don't mind the cap because I, you don't really want to go in there if it's much more than that anyway. You know, it's just difficult. So, and as far as the percentage goes, there is nobody mandating that. The governor of Florida has said. This is probably like six months ago. The theme parks can do whatever they want. I trust their decision. If they want to go full, they can go full. Whatever they want to do, they can do. I trust what they, what their decision will be in the best interest of themselves and their guests. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of nice. It's He's not treating them like children. He's saying, you guys know what you're doing better than I do. I run the state. I don't run theme parks. You guys know what you can do. And yeah, so they've been doing it. And I think they both, they say they cap it around 35%, but they don't really give anybody that exact information. So it's hard to tell what's going on. Yeah, it, it sounds to me too, like uh, the areas surrounding theme parks, your, the counties like where you live, I don't, I don't know what it's like, but it sounds like this um, vaccine thing too, like they've loosened up uh, 
the requirements for the vaccine, right? So, well, in in Lake County, they never really cared that much. That's where I live, and honestly, there's a there's a an Irish pub in walk within walking distance of my house, and I've eaten there a couple of times. And you walk in, nobody has a mask. The owners are old Irish people. They do not wear a mask. They do check your temperature, and the last time I went in, they scanned my head, and they and they said, "Get out, get out!" And then they laughed and laughed and said, "Oh, we got to pick somebody," and they laughed. And so, I mean, you know, the the weird thing is, there's a bunch of people that run that place that, if they got COVID, they 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 would be the people that would probably have a much higher chance of actually dying from it. But they don't care. And I remember I went over there one day and the police were there because a stolen car was outside or something. There's probably about eight to ten Lake County police officers coming in the bar, leaving, gone. None of them had a mask, no mask in their hand, none on their face. They, and this is months ago, like, like you know, before any vaccine was even available or out or anything. So, yeah, yeah that's where I live. And. You know, but most places still do. I'm close enough to Disney that most places still do have a mask. But that's another thing. Remember the Lakeland County Mall where I got the Disney props? None of the people who work there wear a mask. Most of the customers don't. And I'll tell you, I go into a place like that and I'm comfortable. But then when I see like an older person walking towards me and they have a mask on, I'm like, well, I'm going to put mine on because I don't. If they're concerned, I don't want to, I don't know. I just feel like I, I should at least say, all right, I'll put my mask on for a minute while I go by it, just in case, yeah. you know, if you're concerned. I don't want to, I don't want anyone getting sick on my behalf, but I really don't care the other way around. Someone could walk right up and sneeze in my face. And I'd just say, yeah, sorry, bud. No problem. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be upset about it. Yeah, understood. That, that's what I was, uh, I just had heard that, um, uh, that a lot of those restrictions as far, you know, cause they were being strict for a while as, as far as who could get the vaccine oh, and, who yeah. could and, and all that. And it sounds to me like right. it, in most of those areas of central Florida, they've really loosened up uh, yeah, the requirements. They, the governor made sure everybody 65 and older got it first. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's down to 40 and older, although my neighbors are in their twenties and they all got it. So I think it's really unrestricted now. So. Yeah, that's why I was going to say. A lot of people wait until the leftovers at the end of the day, and then they'll call up a pharmacy, and instead of them throwing it away, you know, they they like give it to their leftovers to people. So, um. yeah. Speaking of that too, I just had dinner last night. Or, you know, not dinner. We had like a get together in my in my community, and one of the guys there was a Walt Disney World bus driver. That, but he he retired in March, and I think the reason for him was he said he's not going to drive around with one of those masks on. He said I, he said he wouldn't be able to see. He said yeah. <laughs> it's hard enough to keep everything straight, and not fogged up. He can't wear a mask like that and drive. And he said he was old enough that he could just retire. He was like, yeah, how about I just leave? And Disney was like, fine, no problem. You can retire instead. <laughs> Yeah. Did did you <laughs> ask him why it took like a half an hour to go uh, five minutes? <laughs> I didn't, but I will, though. I see him all the time. Like I walk by his house all the time. I didn't know he was a Disney bus driver now. So 
I'm going to ask him. I also wanted to ask him. I wanted to say, you know, and I, I could tell he was one of those fun bus drivers. He was yeah. telling me this story. He said, uh, he said when guests would come up and go and say, oh, is this bus going to ho- ho- Hollywood Studios? <laughs> he said he'd go, hold on a minute, and he'd get up out of his seat, and he'd walk out, and then he'd put his hands on his hips, and he'd look up and read the sign. And he'd go, yep, <laughs> looks like it is. <laughs> So he was one of those real wise-ass bus drivers, too, who would come out and look at his own sign to tell him, yep, I guess we are. You know how many people would be upset by that, but if I saw it, I would just laugh. I'd probably just die laughing. Oh, right he, he, I, I heard him talking to somebody else, too. He said, he said that he would not drive buses at night anymore, either. He said, he said in the morning... Everybody's happy and excited. They're going to the park. He said he said at the end of the night they are smelly, sweaty, <laughs> angry, and it is the worst experience ever to deal with them at that time. And he said he couldn't even stand the smell anymore. Like just a summer night, he's a whole bus full of people. Oh my he said goodness. the stink was just terrible. And I'm like, you know, I never noticed it because I'm part of the stink. I'm one of the, I'm one of the smelly people on the bus. But imagine a guy who wasn't sweating in a park all day, getting on that bus or driving it. Like, man, these people smell terrible. They've been sweating all day at the park. It's a big mix of smells. And so, anyway, I I wanted to ask him because he seemed like one of those fun drivers that they used to have. I wanted to say we we used to get the best drivers. They would do trivia. They would sing songs. They would uh, uh, just tell you rumors. They would tell you jokes. Whatever they could do, they would always be interacting and make such a fun experience. And then one day it just stopped, and they said nothing. They literally the new the new thing was don't talk to the bus driver. They're not they don't talk to you at all. And that's right when Disney got their pre-recorded messages like. Like when you would approach the Magic Kingdom, the music would start to play. It'd be like, "Welcome, you'll be in the Magic Kingdom soon," you know. Like, yeah. And I wanted to ask him because now that he doesn't work there anymore, so he would tell me. But I'd like, did they tell you to stop talking? Because the bus drivers were some of the, was one one of the funnest parts of the vacation. You know, the most memorable. Oh, yeah. I remember one the one bus driver was training another one. So he was just standing up and walking through the bus and telling all these jokes and questions and stories. And he, I, I always remember him telling me, you know what the best job is in Walt Disney World? He said, bus driver. We do, we do something different all day. We're always in the air conditioning. One of the few jobs. You're never out of the AC. And like, you know, he was go, going through all the benefits of being a bus driver. I was like, man, that does sound great. I want to be a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that did make me think i have a lot of stuff to ask him I, I, yeah i look forward to talking to him again i'm sure i will we're going to try to have more get-togethers in the neighborhood and stuff so That'll i'll be get great. my chance but i um i always remember having great conversations with those guys over the years you know and and gals you know is the women or, or men either either or as bus drivers and the conversations were always fun you know they would you could ask them about their background and everything i mean they were just real personable and and now it's just like uh like you said yeah. it's almost like somebody has said you know hey uh, i i i I have a feeling that one of them 
some guest was offended at some point and they said shut it down shut it all down because you know you made a comment this guest found inappropriate and shut it down yeah i remember hearing about the amount of laundry that's done and where it's done and comparing (laughs) it to a large city and this and that and all the infrastructure we don't see and garbage and i'm like man that's fascinating you know like how big this place is but Yeah. yeah now nothing you know i feel like i feel like there was a simpsons episode like that where lisa was lost and on the bus and she's saying trying to ask the driver for help like can you please help me i'm lost and he just taps the sign that says don't talk to the driver (laughs) that's it you know it's like i feel like that's kind of what they turned into and i'm sure it wasn't because of them i'm sure it was uh it's just like the jokes on the jungle cruise i'm sure they didn't just one day say we just can't do jokes properly anymore i'm sure they were told Make sure your joke doesn't offend anybody in any way ever. And all right, my new joke. Yeah. You know that thing? I can't say what. Oh, it's funny though. Oh wait, that could be me. I'm offended. Is he talking about me? I don't know. Yeah. It's like never mind. There's just nothing you can say. There is no well, jokes are meant to be offensive. Just can't, so now it's just stick to the script. Stick to Yeah. The and I don't blame them, but I don't you know, I was there like a week ago and I you know, I was there with my daughter and then I was there with my wife too on different days. And we walked right past the jungle cruise, you know, we looked and I was like, "Mm." and then we were like, nah, that's not. And it's because we just went on it recently and it was just like, "Eh, just not that good. And we, and we even went on at night and it used to be the best at night because the skippers were tired. It's almost the end of the night. They would be extra funny and extra daring in what they would say. And no, they weren't. So, all good Wouldn't, things must end, I guess, especially yeah. at Disney. I wonder if that has something to do with, uh, you know, the social media culture and and everyone recording everything now, putting things on YouTube. Oh, and that, that's a good idea. You know, I never thought of. I honestly haven't given the Jungle Cruise thing much thought. Obviously, I've thought Splash Mountain about too much. The Jungle Cruise, not that much, because like I said, without the skipper, they can't ruin the ride. I don't care what they do to it. They could, yeah. they could, whatever else they do, the skipper was the real rod. So it's, it's fine. That's, that's already ruined. So there's not much else they can do to it. Well, there is. I'm sure it's going to be very boring. And it's going to be yeah, like it's... the new Ghostbuster. Be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Like, yeah. I don't think yeah, you're yeah. Yeah. You're going to love it, but you're not. <laughs> Our PR you're going to love it, but you're not going to ride it. They're gonna they're they they're gonna say you're gonna love it, but you're not gonna ride it. <laughs> based on based on our surveys that we yes. sent to colleges around the country, you're gonna love it. Yeah. You mean those guys that hate Disney and don't go? I don't yeah, think they're gonna exactly. answer you well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hate their parents too for taking them, so I don't think yeah. they're gonna answer you right. But God. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of giving up on all this. stuff. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, that's what's going on at Disney World. How the hell did we get to here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we did. Because there wasn't, a, because you were blocked out and I had to stretch the conversation out a little bit. All I was trying to say is I got a sandwich and it was good. You got a sandwich. <laughs> you got a, a, a triple or double buttered sandwich without, with not as much butter on it. It had egg and cheese on it. And right. Well, it's called a butter, butter sandwich for butter, some reason. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. I, I'd eat one of them right now. 
Well, there you go. See, you that's pretty that that is a great tip though. I never thought they had uh, anything like that there. So. Yeah, yeah. So if you're ever at Epcot and the World Showcase and it's just crazy and there's lines everywhere and you're like, I want to eat, but this is just insane. Or you're at Ho- Hollywood Studios and you just can't take the the crowds anymore. Take a walk over to the boardwalk. It's a great little walk. Nice, calm place. Uh, great food. Cheap for now. Although the D- Disney accountants might hear about that. Bargain at Disney World. Oh my goodness! That sandwich should be at least twelve ninety nine. Yeah, I oh, can't believe why. 50, it, it needs to go up at least fifty percent. Of me that went under the radar. What what are we doing? I here? honestly think <clears throat> things like that happen. There's always a few good deals, and I don't know if it's still there, but the uh, chicken, the teriyaki chicken at the uh, quick service in Japan was always cheap too. I I always remember going on vacation, and it would be like eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine, like under ten dollars. For a chicken breast, rice, and a salad, and it was delicious. And I'd be and and you get to eat it in the Japanese garden up in the Japan Pavilion. I'd be like, wow, this is like one of the best kept little uh, bargains in Epcot. It's been a while, so I don't know if it's still like mm. that, but it was. Yeah, that that was another, another one of those that's just good. I love those gardens. That that just sounds like a great time right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, you kind of feel like you're all tucked in back there. We'll have to do a show sometime on on, uh, on what I or you or I or we think are the best kept little eating spots around Disney. Like, oh, what, that's a great idea. Where, where, where would we eat based on price and location and quality? Like, like if, if you were at each park, where would we eat? You know that, yeah. and of course you could always say, "Oh, the California Grill." It's like, no, we're talking about regular people. You're in the park, you're hungry, you don't want to make an evening of it. Right, like, it's yeah. tougher. So, but yeah, I got a lot of great. little places, and I was I was excited to see it. I got a new one now at the Boardwalk, which I've never eaten at, so I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. That is for. I don't think a lot of people think about going in there into that particular place and and thinking any kind of meal, you know. So well, the the reason I looked at it, I was like, well, they have to have a quick service, and so I checked my app, and they didn't. They had the bakery and the pizza window, so I was like, well, that's weird. Every every resort has a quick service location where you can get you know regular stuff, but it turns out the boardwalk. I guess the uh, bakery is kind of the quick service. They do offer a variety of, a small variety, but a variety of sandwiches along with bakery. So, like I said, I will eat there again, and I look forward to it. Do they typically have, uh, in non-COVID times, do they have a quick service restaurant inside the resort itself? That I don't know. I If they did, I would think it's open again, but I don't think they did. I, I, I think you just went down to the boardwalk because they had the bakery, they have the pizza window, they have full service restaurants, they have booze, like they have funnel cakes, hot dogs, like it's like a little boardwalk down there. So they had so much variety that i don't think they needed it they just said well the boardwalk is the quick service you know just mm-hmm. go down to the boardwalk i'm fairly certain that's the way it is 
I mean, I could be wrong. I never actually stayed there. Well, that's cool. Okay. I I get that because there are like those little stands even out on the boardwalk plus the, uh, like you said, the pizza window and the bakery. So They even have a funnel cake thing, but it was closed. They do have a yeah. booth that makes funnel cakes. Yeah. Oh, and just so everybody knows, I never do it because I really like a nice walk, but the friendship boats will drop you right off at the boardwalk. If you really don't like to walk that far or you're not big and or you're tired or whatever, you can get on the friendship boats at the International Gateway at Epcot or right outside of Hollywood Studios. And they stop at the Beach Club and uh, the Boardwalk. So you can get off there. Like I said, I always walk, but boats are fun, too. It's always a fun time going on the boat. Where do you get the boats out of the studios? Um, uh, basically when you walk out the front gates, uh, just go straight into the left and you, there's a, there's a boat launch right down there. If, if, when you walk out, um, if you look right in front of you, there'll be a Skyliner station to yeah. the left is the, is the dock for the boats. And to, to the right, you go around the Skyliners and it's the buses. I've seen the boats there before and I've seen them kind of go up there, but, um, the last couple of times I've been there because of the, previously the construction on the Skyliner and this time with the Skyliner being there, I just don't remember seeing that boat dock there. So it's interesting because I, I, don't think a lot of people even know about that access and uh so that's really good that's a that's that's a good tip but just so you know if you're in a hurry i've already beaten that boat on foot so yeah well that's (laughs) on purpose my wife was on there this is on a vacation my wife (laughs) and my daughter and 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 my daughter's cousins were all on the boat or no wait wait a minute my wife was on the boat with her sister I was with my daughter and her cousins, and I said, they were like, here comes the boat. I said I was going to beat them, and so as they were coming through the canal, I just started running, and the the boat (laughs) guy was beeping at me, and all the people were yelling and stuff, but I ran, and I beat them back to the, uh, the, uh, I think we were at the beach club that time for DVC, and I beat them back, though. And I tried to act like I wasn't breathing heavy as I was. They probably saw you though. The, <laughs> they all saw the me running. Was, but I tried yeah. to act like it winded me. That's gonna say. I do. I do run a lot, but I don't try to outrun boats. Uh, I, I was gonna say, did you sit down on a bench and just cross your legs and act like you've been there? For... <laughs> <laughs> nah, they saw the whole thing. You can't hide on that walkway for the boats. Yeah, so that's a good tip, though, that uh, I, I don't think a lot of people actually understand how close all that stuff is to studios. You know, the studio is a, really a great location just in the middle of everything uh, where it's I at. I like to park there. I, I want to do it again, but I use, I've, I only ever tried it once, and it was a grand plan, and then I stopped. I used to live 10 minutes from the studio, so my plan was to jog there, like, for practice, you know, like, you could jog around the streets at Kissimmee or park at Hollywood Studios and jog around between Epcot and Hollywood Studios and even around uh, whatever that is, Crescent Lake, Bay Lake, mm-hmm. whatever that is at between the boardwalk and the beach club. It's a big running area there. Mm-hmm. And I do remember when I did run there the one time, well, I got rained out, so it didn't work out real good. I ended up sitting in a rocking chair at the boardwalk watching rain for like 30 minutes. But but I do remember the International Gateway had the coldest water I ever had at 
Walt Disney World. So I was I was very impressed. Usually the the uh, water fountains are not cold, but I think they fixed it and now it's not cold. Mm. The accountants heard they're chilling. That's water right. See, yeah. free water over there. Turn oh. that stuff off. Yeah, make it make it make it warm. Make it make it like the pool. Yeah, make it <laughs> the warm. The pool at Pop Century. Add, add, add some salt in it. Make them extra. Yeah, that way they'll buy smart water. <laughs> well, Disney's not the only one. That's right. So. All right. Well, let's get into our discussion, John. Uh, as far as crowd calendars and things like that i mean if you really want to try crowd calendars you go to touring plans and check some of that stuff out but i'm not sure about their accuracy i do need to interject one thing into that i have bought touring plans before and you do as well like we do we financially support them by buying these things i haven't in a while but one thing i can say is i hadn't listened to a disney podcast in a long time and I just heard Len Testa tell somebody about the lines and saying, you know, there was like a 70 minute wait po- posted on a ride. And he said, oh, they they texted me and said they don't want to wait. And he told them if they're not in within 20 minutes, he'll buy them lunch. And he goes, sure enough, 15 minutes later, they said, oh, it's only 15 minutes. You were right. And I normally I like Len and I trust him and stuff. But if you remember what I said last week, like at Frozen Ever After, sign yeah. said 30, I waited 35. Not only was it was it not a fraction of what it said, which is what Len's been saying for a while, it was more than it said. And the same thing happened to Space Mountain. Same thing happened with Splash Mountain. It was actually yeah. longer than what it, the sign was posted. And he was right on. Like for a while, it was saying... You could about cut the times in half. If it said 60 minutes, you'd wait 25 or 30. But with the weird fast pass anomaly going on, all of a sudden, it's longer than what it said. And on different days at different parks. And I'm a member of this uh, group of um, travel agents. And I just heard them ask today. They said they're getting complaints from their clients about why can't they have a fast pass when everyone else is using them? So guess what's still happening? Just what I said last week. The fast pass lines are jamming and nobody knows where they're getting these from. Mm. Nobody. So all of a sudden, uh, Len's uh, 15 minute thing or 20 minute, it's no longer correct. So, yeah. And I'm sure he'll find that <clears throat> out in short order. He has. Yeah. They literally have people in the parks checking it, but. I always, uh, it's got to make me feel a little good to be like, you know, Len, I was at the park yesterday and you are wrong, you know? So it's not often, but once in a while he's wrong. No, let me, let me just say that, um, just as an example, the last three times that I went, that I was down there, uh, one time was in June, one time was july into august end of july into early august and the last time was september and the last time being you know in in covid september and i can tell you that uh covid september they were completely 100 percent off on on a lot of things which i i give them a pass i'm not gonna there's no it's so hard to predict when crowds are going to show up during this period of time and and things i think we're starting to get a picture now but i at, at that point i i'll give them a pass it's no big deal 
the time that I went at the end of July into August, they had it dead on, man. Everything yeah. it, they were they were perfect, and and that was the touring plans that I originally bought into, you know, because they were getting it right. When I went in June, um, the previous time before that, they were completely off. And again, I think it's going to get into what you're going to talk about with the crowds and how, you know, peak season is this and they say peak season is that. And the reality of that situation is often very different. Yeah. yeah so and let, me, let me start off. Yeah, go for it. Let me start off by saying that, you know, I listen to Disney podcasts including you know the touring plan stuff for years my my favorite was wdw radio and uh no not wd wdw today i'm sorry i like lou mangello wdw today was the best you know that group of guys and uh but anyway i i would study disney world for years and all the things that I heard, I would base my vacations on, you know, like for, for a while they would say, Oh, early December, it's empty. You know, like if you go the first two weeks of December, you're not going to find any crowds and this and that. And, uh, you know, January is empty. February is empty. Uh, the summers are so crowded. Never go in the summers. It's hot and it's crowded. You won't believe how crowded it is. And I believed all this stuff over time. But what would happen is I would go on vacation and I would always be surprised. I'd be like, wait a minute. I was told that January and February, especially if you book right when the month crosses over, you're going to have a pretty empty trip. That's why they do all the refurbs. The hours are short. I was there. It's I, I ran into unbelievable crowds, probably starting about 2015, 2016. I remember thinking something is wrong. And anyway, I moved. I, I moved down here, and uh, I when we moved down here in 2017, it was July 1st, so right in the middle of summer, you know, peak summer season, July 1st. And I remember going to the parks probably a day or two after, and they weren't crowded. Like I went to like the Magic Kingdom, I rode everything I wanted, and it wasn't bad at all. And that pretty much was throughout the summer. And I remember being concerned. I was like, did I just move to Florida and the whole place is in decline, meaning people don't like Disney World anymore. Yeah. And nobody told me about it. Yeah. I was like, man, this place is in decline. If this is what I'm looking at here, you know, this is really bad. This is supposed to be the peak summer season. This is the crowds. They're open late every night because they're so crowded and this and that. And I just didn't find it. And I can tell you, um, I told my daughter then too, I, I, I was like, well, September is coming. Make sure you're available because I've seen pictures of the park in September. All the kids go back to school. It's empty, you know, like crazy empty. And this is in past, you know, many years ago I saw it. Well, guess what? September, mm -hmm. the crowds went right up. And I was like, what is wrong with this? What's going on? I was like, well, it'll have to slow down. No, as October came, it got even worse. It got crazy by, by Halloween. November, it slowed down a little bit in the beginning of November, but then towards Thanksgiving, shoot up again. Christmas, crazy, the whole month. Uh, January, unbelievable. Uh, uh, February, unbelievable too. It's like everybody started going when, when all these podcasters and social media guys said the best time to go is 
everybody listened. But the problem is, when everybody li listened, it changed what was real. It was like the internet got so big. Like I, when I used to listen, I was just one of a handful of weirdos listening to the podcast on, you know, about Disney. I don't know anybody else that did except for me. And, uh, you know, when it got big enough, I think it changed the game. And again, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, they all, they all confirmed to me that summer was an awesome time to go. June and July, the park hours were empty. The refurbishments were light because apparently Disney looks at that too. They go, oh, well, if you look at 50 years of data, summers are busy. It's like, but not the past... 10 or so it's like i don't know five or ten well they don't care about that they just say historic and they would staff based on that too so i would come down here in the summer and you go on space mountain both sides are running they're getting the people through it's fully staffed fully running both trains you come in january one train is running unbelievable line out the door everything is more crowded i'm like their staffing was based on crowd projections too all incorrect and i don't know how many years it takes them to correct it but yeah the january and february were a month amongst the most crowded months at walt disney world for all the years i lived here and again does that make sense i not really like but again i think i used to go i i used to vacation every january like we'd go my wife's birthday is on the 12th and we would go you know, around that time, it wasn't that bad, you know, but like, like I said, probably about 2015 or 16, everything started to change. And if you look at internet and social media and podcasts like popularity, I bet you would see that that's the point at which the general public got on, not just nerdy guys, like everybody started to do their research before they go or watching YouTube or whatever. And yeah, like I said, and now it's still a weird self-fulfilling prophecy with all these people telling me, like, I, I still hear people say, don't go in the summer. It's hot and crowded. And I always say, well, you're half right. You know, it's definitely hot. Yeah. But the crowds just have not. And I even heard, uh, this was probably this past year, I even heard uh, uh, Pete from the Diz Unplugged discussing that, like mentioning it. And I was like, finally somebody says it out loud i've been saying it since i moved here like it's not what everybody says and i finally heard him say summers are really not bad anymore you know it's like the new time to go so yeah strangely enough i i my recommendation would be june or sometime in july it's a great time to come down and it didn't i'm sure I'm sure it didn't used to be, but it is. So. Yeah, it didn't. Well, what do you attribute that to, though, John? What, what I, do you think is going on? Honestly, I think a lot of it is people just, uh, I think it's the uh, internet is one thing. Like, sharing information is huge. But I also think it's a little bit of logic. Uh, before, people were kind of afraid to pull their kids out of school. It was a big deal, frowned upon. And as the generations went on, people today don't give it. They were like, I'll take my kid out if I want. We're going to Disney, you know? Like, it just, it's not a big deal anymore like it used to. It used to actually be a topic on a lot of these message boards. Should you pull your kids out? Yes or no? It's not even a topic anymore. Of course you pull your kid out. Nobody cares. So that's one thing. And what that did, 
by eliminating that problem, then the next question is, do you want to take your Florida vacation when it's 100 degrees and unbearable in Florida? Or do you want to wait till we're in the middle of the worst months in the Northeast? Hey, I'd rather go in January or February, get a break from the depressing frozen wasteland of Pennsylvania. I was like, that's what I'm going down. And, you know, I'm not that unique. And I think as as everybody stopped being worried about pulling your kids out of school, it's a natural decision to say, of course, let's go down in the dead of winter, you know, middle of January, beginning of February. That's what we need to get away from here the most. That's the most depressing, coldest month of nothing you know so and i know i loved it i was like yeah i am so sick of winter this is great i can't wait to get to florida why on earth would you want to do that like in june it's like oh it's beautiful and hot here i'm going to florida where it's even hotter and sunnier it's like well we don't need to overdose (laughs) now you already (laughs) got it at home so honestly that's my opinion and you know it sounds pretty logical but it doesn't make it real but it makes sense i I think too uh the invention of online makeup classes and things like that like you see that a lot more now where um it used to be when i was a kid and my parents would pull me out to go on vacation you know during the school year i would have a pile of books and a pile of papers and i'd have to write a report about the educational aspect of my vacation you know and things like that and nowadays i think it's a a little different whereas they can actually get their assignments online on the uh, on a computer or a tablet or a phone and and actually do assignments when they come back from the parks or at the beginning or at the end of their trip or on the way down if they're driving and the way back so i i do think that there's been a shift in regards to technology and things like that as far as education goes um and and two i mean the online workspace for a lot of people too that that has really been a game changer as well you know? i can tell you that i've heard entire podcasts and this is probably like in the early 2010s late 2000s entire po- podcast about like uh, like mike scopa from wdw today arguing about you don't take your kids out of school it's bad for him and this like lit- and, and i might be wrong i think he was one of the educator guys who just didn't like the idea of it and again i saw entire message boards about should i and shouldn't i and so many like uh, teachers would be on there and educational people that were just so upset that you would take your kid from a whole week of school and then there was the other side about you know that it's it's life experience is more important for them and Honestly, I'm on the side of take them out for the most part, unless they're in in a higher grade where it's going to impact them and they won't be able to catch up. Like, I wouldn't want to do that to the kid. But for the most part, I didn't really care. But like I said, my my whole point of this is that I haven't heard a word of that in years now. Like, that, that never, ever comes up on Facebook, message boards, podcasts. Nobody, it's not even a question. And it used to be a serious question. There was a whole group of people that's like, I won't pull my kids out of school for anything. I don't think there's many of them around anymore. I'm pretty sure most of them, of course, they would pull their kids out. And now with the COVID stuff, I've heard of many kids right now 
that just log on to their school in the morning from the hotel. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, they don't really have to do much. They probably do a couple of worksheets and then they just say, yeah, I went to school today. And that's, they met the yeah. minimum requirements and they're on vacation. And that's been happening a lot too. So, uh, but that's a recent thing, you know, that shouldn't that's be. That's what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah. I, I, but I do think that a lot of the more, I guess, urban areas where you might have a little more technology as far as like in city schools and things like that, um, you you probably have more access to, uh, uh, you know, the online classroom and things like that as opposed to some of your more rural areas. And I, I can tell you if it wasn't for COVID in our particular school district in rural Pennsylvania here, we do, we did have an online class but it was pretty limited as far as who could take it and things like that so there weren't people going on vacation there weren't kids going on vacation taking the online classroom um because they were on vacation whereas now i believe that that is more of a thing and i i think going into the future it's going to continue to be a thing so um yeah, I do think it is a recent phenomenon in the last couple of years where uh, it's exactly what you said. Uh, people yeah. are no longer bringing up the educational aspect, and that may have a lot to do with it. You know, the the yeah. the use of technology and well, supplementing education. And I never, I never got pulled out of school to go on a vacation in my entire life, but I knew kids that did, and they would get whole packets of work things yeah, and they have did. to read ahead they'd have so much homework I did, that it yeah. would be very difficult and i just don't think they do that anymore either they're probably like ah oh, the poor kid that's just they don't have to do anything it's good you know like i really yeah. do think it's easier just easier now in general so i, I but think anyway i don't regard you're right yeah definitely you're you're right on on that because if it wasn't this would still be a discussion i would still see all the time there there'd be a uh a ridiculous articles all over Facebook. Should you pull your kids out of school to take them to Disney? Right or wrong? Let's discuss it. It's like it's not even a discussion at this point. People are like, "Heck yeah, we do. We'll do whatever we want. We're taking yeah. them out." Like, yeah, that's where we're at. And again, I didn't not get pulled out because I was into school. My parents just didn't have any money, and I never went to Disney World, so there was no reason to pull me out. <laughs> we weren't right. going anywhere. It was fine, you know. So. Yeah, I, I can honestly say there was, only, there was only three vacations I got pulled out of, and that was two Disney trips and one trip to Gettysburg, actually, where they pulled me out for, you know, kind of an educational reason. So, you know, mom, nice. my mom and dad did it. So, well, we're, we're also uh, a lot closer to Gettysburg than where you were in your part of like, the state. So. Like Rockefeller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two Disney trips. It, is, I didn't even know be... what Disney World was. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> is it going to be really offensive if I mention one of those trips we stayed at the Polynesian? <laughs> wow. I honestly didn't even know D Disney World existed when I was a kid. My parents didn't even let me have the channels that would have showed me it existed. <laughs> I couldn't afford that either. <laughs> oh, well, it's just like my wife. Now you, now you sound like my wife. <laughs> Yeah, well, if it's any consolation, I did stay at that Wilson World in uh, Kissimmee, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I heard it was really nice. You know? It was really nice, but I don't think it was incredibly expensive. So No, I would imagine. 
But yeah, my wife got to go to Disney World several times too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think then as far as the best time to go? I I mean, I've been at different times of the year, all throughout the year. And, you know, the thing is, my perspective spans several eras, several decades. So it's very difficult for me to put a finger on when it would be. Like, it used to be that first week in December was awesome. Like, nobody was there. And now... You know, that that news leaked out, and now it's pretty busy then, I guess, that first yeah, week of December. Yeah, it's quite popular now. That That's what I mean. All of those recommendations have grown to the point of they're some of the most unbearable times to go. Yeah, and, and, and like October, it used to be then I was told, okay, end of September into October because the weather's unpredictable. So I I did that, right? I, I've done that a number of times. And as you get into the meat of September, you you get a lot of like um, South American tour groups and yeah. kids and things like that that come in. And so wow. they there's a big crowd in the park of of those people. So the problem is Disney, I think, start started their Halloween party in August now. So it's yeah. like they're celebrating Halloween at the end of August. It's starting, and everybody rushes in for that. They love that uh, the Halloween party, and it just gets big. Like there's people at all of them, and it just. It really does add to the crowds. People love Disney at Halloween and Christmas. And immediately following Halloween, it's Christmas. And yeah, uh, I think January was one of the ones where where the majority of the Brazilian tour groups would come then, too. Mm. Middle of January, they were amongst the first. I remember Fantasmic. Uh, I don't know what they were saying because I don't speak Portuguese. But I remember leaving Fantasmic and the entire middle of... Uh, Hollywood Boulevard it looked like a soccer game just got let out and everybody was chanting and waving their arms in the same thing which you know there's nothing wrong with that but it was kind of scary I'm like I don't even know what they're saying (laughs) I hope they're not (laughs) saying they're gonna you know take over the park and kill these people it reminded me of a military type thing where they're all yelling and chanting at once and again it was fine I just scuttled on out and got out of their way but just a weird thing to see, you know, an entire crowd and not a hundred people and not a thousand people, thousands, you know, there was yeah. a lot of different color flags <clears throat> mixed in there from the tour groups. Again, they were, everything was good. Just, I wish I at least knew what they were saying. I need to learn some Portuguese. They were, they were probably chanting something nice. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But all at once. It sounds scary. Cause I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Well, it's probably like a sports team thing, you know, like you said, like a soccer stadium thing or whatever, you know. That's what yeah. it reminded me of, like a, yeah. like a, like people cheering for a soccer game. Yeah. But there was no soccer there, but it was probably just something that you got to be Brazilian to understand, you know. Like yeah. Some, some song or some chant that if I lived in Brazil, I'd be like, yeah, of course that's what they're saying. It, right? It's exactly it. I bet you that's it because honestly, I – um. You know, I live about a half an hour from Penn State University, and every time I go into the park with a Penn State thing on, if there's an alumni or someone like that that sees it, you know, they they yell, we are, you know. And if you're, you know, anyone with Penn State here knows what we are stands for. So, um, you know, I I, I kind of am going to guess that that's probably a similar thing. 
you know? Yeah. But anyway, the point is the crowds are big. And when the crowds were not supposed to be big, I think Disney ran specials for tour groups to keep the crowds filled in, you know, when it wasn't normally crowded. And uh, I remember for a while, August wasn't bad, but the, uh, the, the, the people from the UK would be there, though. I guess mm-hmm. that that was their holiday. They called it like yeah. in your in Europe. A lot of times it's weird. Like the whole country shut down for certain amounts of time, and, and I'm pretty sure August is uh, Italy too. I remember I had to order something from a company in it- Italy for work, and they were like, "Well, we're closed for August," and we were like, "What? <laughs> like we <laughs> we kind of need this stuff." They're like, "We're we're just closed. <laughs> we're on yeah. holiday." Yeah. And I was like, what a weird country. Yeah, we we see that too. Like we're I, I work in uh, in um, my uh, the company I work for during the day and we're owned by a French company. So, you know, you try and squeeze everything in before their holiday and, you know, then they're pretty demanding after their holiday. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those deals. I don't know that I, I kind of think I'd like that better than I would get a holiday whether I liked it or not. In in the United States, you work so hard and people don't even take all their vacation and this and that. Like, I have vacation days I can take, but I have so much work to do with deadlines. It's like, I don't even think about taking them and I need to, you know, it's like, yeah. if we would just shut down, I'd probably be like, perfect. I'm definitely not working for a whole month. So that would be amazing to me. Yeah, that would be. Maybe that's it? why they do it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, in, in August, I would know, I would hear the English accents everywhere. And you, you would see uh, <clears throat> super, super, super white glowing people at the pools <laughs> all getting sunburnt. <laughs> They're the most pale people I've ever seen. And then they go to the pool and they hurt your eyes when the sun reflects off them and then you see them at the parks later and they're all super red they just burn up like the sun oh yeah that was funny it's interesting that you said that because i didn't realize that that was when their holiday was but um we we noticed that when we were down there as a family the last time and it was august um and and there were a lot of british sounding people and I, I've never, because I've, I had never been there in August before, I had never noticed that. But, man, were they just the nicest people. And that's not to say that any other groups aren't nice. I mean, oh, no. I, I've, I've ran. Yeah, there's just something about uh, the the Brits that just seem so friendly. I don't know what yeah, it is. They would be apologizing for everything. Yeah, like, oh, was... sorry about that. Oops, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, sorry. And I'd be like, wow, these guys are... You know, in this country, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you just jam right. You just slam right through. And that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not you even remotely the, the, like criticizing other countries or anything because we're no, we're no, I'm the saying, worst. You know? I'm saying the people from Florida in Florida, we don't say anything. We're we have no. Uh, they're 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 just very uh, respectful. You know. Yeah. And yeah. We don't do that enough here. Yeah. So. It, it, it's just different, you know. They they just seem to be different. <laughs> but yeah, I always loved uh, August, and my daughter would get a kick out of it too. You get to meet lots of English people. <laughs> yeah, and not that they're that rare or anything, but no, just, but 
it's just a, I, I guess, a cultural difference in the park that you, you're not used to. I think. Oh yeah, they're courteous. That's the word I was. That's looking. it, courteous. They're you're courteous. right. Courteous, very That's courteous. It. Yeah. You know, much more so than any of us from the Americas anywhere. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But so I, I think from what I'm gathering from, you know, in your opinion, you think that as far as crowds go, June, June's probably the best time to go. Maybe July. Yeah, I honestly, it had it had been since since I was here in uh, 2017 through 2019. Obviously, 2020 scrambling everything up, so we don't know how things are going to fall. But but before that, it was honestly the slowest time of the year was summer, and you know, uh, Disney continued to operate like it was going to be busy, and it wasn't, and. They did the opposite, like in January and February, when the crowds would be at the highest, they'd be the most refurbs going on, too. And this isn't somebody who vacationed once or something. This is a guy who I moved to Florida in 2017. And for the first two to three years, I went to the parks about every other day. I remember Mm. saying... I go and then I feel fine the next day. I don't need to go. And by the following day, I'm itching to go again. So about every other day for about three years. And even now, I try to go at least two to three times a week. So that's almost every other day, but not quite. There's always a couple of days here and there. It's less because of the reservation stuff. But but yeah, every other day for three years, I know what the crowds were. I went when it was crowded. I went when it was not crowded. I... I lived within two miles of the park, so traffic in my own area, it's literally, you could see, uh, uh, from my jogging path, I could see Everest sticking out over the shopping center there by my house where I used Mm. to live. That's how close I was, so I could feel the traffic difference, the hectic, the, you know, the people at Taco Bell, the gift shops buzzing with people, like it would just... So anyway, I've had my finger on the pulse for three years, and I can say it's the opposite of what you used to think, you know? Even September, September was not slow. Yeah, it was the opposite. And like I said, the only thing is now it's up in the air because there's such a backlog right now of people that want to get back to the parks. So will this summer be crowded? I honestly don't know. There could be such a backlog that, you know, if enough people get vaccinated, uh, perhaps they'll do it. If Disney gets crazy and says no mask, then a different group of people will celebrate and all come. If they say mask forever, another group will say we love it and they'll all want to come. So it may be crowded depending on a lot of things. And I really can't say, you know, I can tell you I'll be there. But I don't know. I don't know uh, what's going to happen exactly. So I'm very curious to see if all yeah. goes well. It won't be that crowded in the summer. And uh, and imagine this too. Like I said last week, imagine waiting in these lines, socially distanced, out in the direct sunlight in the middle of summer. They better be keeping. Uh, people on standby to pick up these people falling over because they fell over you know when there wasn't socially distanced lines and now the fast passes that aren't fast passes are sure are used a lot too so you're going to do a lot of standing still in line so not a good thing but we'll see i'm sure disney will be ready for it if that's what they got to do 
Well, that's just it. I'm. I know I'm coming down. You know, I, I we're we're coming down in June, and well, I don't know what it's going to be busy in June. It'll probably be busy. Well, it, it's definitely going to be busy just because of the, my brood that I'm bringing with me. That'll take <laughs> up half the park. With the, well, maybe if I was going to California, it would take up half of the park. You know, with a fifteen percent capacity or whatever. But, yeah, <laughs> not here. Nobody knows the real percentage. So. Yeah, that's right. It could be who knows what. But it, you know. It, in any case, uh, we're going down in June because we had a really good experience the last time we went down in June. It was very similar to what you said. And I, I'm thinking, what, that was about three weeks after the opening of uh, Pandora at, at the Animal Kingdom. So that gives you a perspective as far as time. Now, you know, most of the crowds, maybe maybe that's unfair because most of the crowds were crowding into uh, Pandora at that point. But still, I, I mean, we still got the ride on the, you know, flight of passage, uh, like an hour and a half to our wait at night. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's it wasn't I don't think it was bad then either, although I, I didn't live there quite yet. Yeah. It, it it wasn't bad at that point. Again, though, uh, September has been a little iffy. October, I, I've been down a couple times in October, probably like three times in October, and that's been, you know, hit or miss. Uh, looking at the crowds in December and November, I don't know that there is a good time to go. You know, yeah, that. but I do remember in like in like November and December, there were individual weird times that that weren't that bad like i'd go like on a random tuesday on a random day and it would be a slow time and then the crowds would come right back towards the end of the week or something like there there were no full weeks that it felt good but there were individual scattered very small little scattered pockets around that people didn't book for some reason i think that's the thing though i don't think there's a real algorithm that you can follow anymore and, yeah. and that's part of the problem. It's uh, I, I do think June and July consistently were, were getting to be lower crowd months um, for, you know, the first time in my lifetime anyhow. And uh, so we'll find out here in a couple months what's going to happen. But. Yeah, it does stink, though, because I really did have a whole my whole new theory of times and best time to come. And I was so confident in it before the shutdown, you know, like before yeah. all that happened, I was like, you know, after going on year four, I'm like, I know what, how, how these parks react now over the past, you know, three and a half to four years. And yeah, now nobody really does. This podcast was just to tell you that all the stuff you've heard from people for the past, you know, 10, 20 years that they continued down that road just know from somebody who's actually there that no that's not correct yeah that's just it and and from somebody that's visited quite a bit over the last 10 years and actually religiously followed uh, a lot of that advice and a lot of that traditional stuff i can tell you that there it's been hit or miss sometimes it's dead on sometimes it's not and uh so you know I guess follow their stuff at your own risk and, and don't be disappointed if they're going to be off because I don't think they, I don't think the algorithms are um, as predictable as they used to be anymore. And I think that has a lot to do with, like John said, the internet. 
uh, and the online environment and the guest education, uh, guest planning and things of that nature. Yeah, that would drive me nuts, though. Like, honestly, like it's like 2018 and I lived here a full year and I would be listening to a podcast and to hear the people saying, oh, January, it's super slow. The best time to come. And I'd be like, oh, this information is outdated. I'm actually here. I was at the park yesterday. I'm going again tomorrow. It's unbelievably crowded. It's terribly crowded. It's like, and yet, no, they just, the people kept going with the same information that they learned. And to be fair, their information did work a certain number of years ago. They were right. As times changed, they kept going where like, like you, you went when you were told it's slow and you're like, wow, even in the slow season, it's super busy. Just imagine the summer. It must be insane. It's like, that'd be my assumption you'd be like well it's probably even worse then you know if it's bad now when it's slow little do do you know things change because unless you're gonna go every season you don't really know anymore like that's what you need to do to know for sure and just so happens i moved here so i did go every season (laughs) so i i i was quite surprised and thought to myself i had it completely wrong at the end there (laughs) I was going yeah. at the busiest times and wondering what's wrong with everybody. How is it this crowded? But yeah, everybody else was probably thinking it too. Yeah. But yeah, going forward, I I will continue to make mental note of what's going on. I'm curious to see if the crowds slow down a little bit um, after uh, the Easter holiday. But I'm thinking though the problem now is as people. Um, I don't I don't want to even talk about the vaccination stuff, but I think some of the people that are vaccinated now are going to say, I'm going to Disney World. You know, I feel I feel better about it. now. I'm going. So we may continue to see a spike in people who have been being careful for over a year that finally vaccinated, although I don't want to get into it, but. I don't even understand it because, you know, the doctors on TV said, oh, but you can still catch it and spread it and get it. And I'm like, but but you back so what then? Like, what's happened? It's like, yeah, but anyway, hopefully, you know, if that helps get more people down here, I'm happy for it. Like, that's fine. I, I, I hope they I hope they do come back. So. Well, the, the economy can certainly use it, and and it would be great to get some more people back into work, I think, down there, right? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although we're doing good, but still, I'd rather uh, I'd, I'd rather things get as close to normal as possible. Yeah, yep, I, I agree. Okay, John, where can they find you online? You can find me at CWDW on Instagram. And Facebook, C.UO on Instagram, and CWW on uh, YouTube. All right. And you can find me at The Giant Rat, T H E E Giant Rat on Instagram. That should do it for this week. Hope to see you next week. Stay safe on your adventures. <laughs>